Well, hey, folks, and welcome to the Dollar and a Different Show. My name's Josh, and we here at Social Change Nation are a nation of do-gooders and world-benders who are crazy enough to believe that we can change the world with for-profit, for-purpose, social impact businesses. So listen in as we get to the bottom of how you can make a dollar and a difference as a social entrepreneur. All right. Well, I love that song and I love that it's our intro. So again, my name's Josh and you're tuning in to The Dollar and a Difference Show. It's here that we talk all about this idea of social entrepreneurship and social impact business. And every day we're going to unpack a new topic. Every week, I should say. I'll do this as a weekly show. This is is part of a mini-series that we're doing, by the way. This is a part of a number of seasons that we've done. We started as an interview show. And now we're breaking into this mini-series where I just thought that it was important to take a step back and unpack some of the fundamentals, the building blocks, the basic pieces of what it means to build a social impact business. And so that's what this mini-series is, is going to be about. So let's go ahead and just jump right in with today's episode as part of our mini-series on social impact businesses. Well, hey again, Change Nation, and welcome back. Before I get started with today's show, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today because her social impact business will actually be really important given our topic for today. Why social entrepreneurs start with why. <laughs> so today's show is sponsored by a social impact business that I've been connected with for quite some time. It's called Live the Give, and they make a great line of these really tastefully done clothes. So let me tell you about a problem I had for the longest time. I, I li- I'm a simple guy, right? I like simple t-shirts, simple hoodies that fit me good, don't have like all this weird branding on them, just look good, fit right. But the problem with that is, you know, you can go to a lot of places like, I mean, gosh, Walmart, which, by the way, I try to never shop there, (laughs) Walmart, H&M, wherever, and you can get those simple, good-fitting clothes. But for me, it's always really questionable in terms of how those clothes were made, how the people were treated, you know, that kind of thing. And, And honestly, I've had a lot of students come up and really raise my awareness about the real high cost of some of this fast fashion. And so that was really troubling to me to try and find these simple, good-fitting clothes, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, that kind of thing, that looked great, but I knew were made in good situations, where the people that were making them were honored, were taken care of, uh, was made in a sustainable way, that kind of thing. I was having a hard time with that. Then, inner Live the Give. (laughs) Uh, The founder of Live the Give is named Najat, and she is a former teacher, and she founded this company really with that number one goal in mind of creating those really great, good-fitting clothes, but then also being able to show to the world that they were made in sustainable and conscious conditions. So the way that she did that was all of the clothes that she sells are wrap certified. Uh, she has her own line of clothing that, that she, she produces, and it is all wrap certified. Wrap uh, W-R-A-P is a nonprofit organization that goes around the world. They're very well regarded, very well recognized, that goes around the world certifying these businesses that are making clothing. Um, and then I think they also certify a few other 
textile related businesses. But the bottom line is they go in, they make sure that people are being paid a fair wage, that people are being treated right, that they're not, you know, worked like slaves, essentially, um, that they're, they're working a normal day for that country, that they're treated with respect, with high regard. BRAP certification, W-R-A-P is what it's called. And Live the Give has that certification for everything that they sell. So that's really important to note, and that was really important to me. Another thing that Live the Give does is that for every article of clothing they sell, they give to childhood education. Remember that I mentioned that Najat, the founder, was a teacher. So for her, and she's a teacher in a developed country, so for her, when she visited the developing world, seeing that children oftentimes all too often lacked that opportunity was really troubling for her. And so that became near and dear to her heart as she started the company, her impact business, Live the Give. And so that's the the company that has sponsored our show for today. And they're going to sponsor actually several shows in this mini series. So first, we want to thank them for that. But also, I want to encourage you to go and check out Live the Give's website. And I'll put that link in the show notes here. And so you can just click right in if you go into the show notes or if you just search Live the Give, you'll find them pretty easy. But I'll have them in the show notes for you so you can click and link right in. Uh, Check out their clothes. If something fits you, (laughs) no pun intended, we'd love to have you grab it and support our amazing sponsor, Live the Give, and their founder, Najat. And again, you'll be hearing about them through this mini-series because they've sponsored a number of episodes. So, all right, let's go ahead and break into today's topic. And and again, that that will come factor in. Uh, in, in ter- our today's sponsor will really fit in well with our topic because I want to talk to you about why social entrepreneurs start with why. Now, this is something with all of the social entrepreneurs I've worked with across the world. This is, if I had to say one thing, this is the one thing that will really make all the difference in the world in terms of getting started and and how effectively you launch as a social entrepreneur. Because the simple fact is, if you're getting into social entrepreneurship for no other reason than the marketing advantage you've heard to bringing social good into your brand, or because you read Entrepreneur Magazine and it told you about how all these millennials are buying from cause-based brands, if you're just doing it, in other words, for some kind of a marketing play or marketing advantage, then you should stop listening to me right now because that is not what I'm about. And in fact, frankly, you should get out of social entrepreneurship altogether because let me tell you something. If you're just in it for the marketing play and you have no genuine reason for doing this, we're going to sniff you out and we're going to be able to spot you as a faker. Now, (laughs) I'm sure if you're listening, that's not you, but I just want to put that warning out there because Millennials, and and we'll talk more about the stats and the data later, but cause-driven consumers, they are buying from companies that they can really smell are authentic and are doing this for a genuine and heartfelt reason. And the way that you communicate your genuine and heartfelt reason for starting your social impact business to the world is with a heartfelt and genuinely crafted why. And so what is your why? And why should you start with it? Well, simply put, your why is the reason for doing what you do. It's the reason for going out there in the world of traditional entrepreneurship, starting a business in general. It's tough as nails on its own, (laughs) but you're even crazier than most entrepreneurs, right? You're taking it out there and you're saying, I'm going to start a, I'm going to start a business, a for-profit, for-purpose business that not only makes a dollar, but it's going to make a social difference too, right? (laughs) So your why is the thing that keeps you going through all the obstacles, all the bloody noses, all the no's, all the the shit, frankly, that you're going to go through 
on your way to success. Your why is what keeps you going. It's what brought you into social entrepreneurship. Let's look at a few examples of some companies first to, to, to talk about what this is a little bit more. So Mission Belt, let's talk about their why. Well, Mission Belt, they sell this great line of men's belts, right? Like belts you'd wear around your waist. A problem, I don't know if you ladies face this, but for, for me, and I think for most of us guys, when we'd get a belt, like for me, you know, they have holes on them. And the hole I wanted to get the belt to fit right was either like right between two holes or just flat didn't exist, right? <laughs> I just couldn't get that belt to fit me right. Well, missions belt, Mission Belts, they zip right into place for a perfect fit every time. These guys are great. They actually went on to the hit TV show Shark Tank. They pitched. They got funded by Damon John. I mean, they're big, you know. But the thing that started them all out was a trip that the founders took to Central America. I think it was Honduras. And they ran it. Now, the founders, they had been, you know, serial entrepreneurs. They loved entrepreneurship, believed in the power of business, that kind of thing, right? But they were also fun-loving. They went down there just to have some fun. And they ran into this guy who, I think he was guiding them around a little bit, but bottom line is they all, this guy was, he was, he was Honduran or he was from central, from that Central American country. And the, the founders of Mission Belt got acquainted with him, became very good friends, really, really enjoyed this guy. But, you know, this guy had a lot of the same entrepreneurial passion that they had, but they noticed that because he was in the country that he was in, he simply did not have the same level of resources that they had to start their companies, right? Just didn't have it. You know, a lot of folks in that country were living on less than two bucks a day. I don't think he was quite there, this entrepreneur they were working with. But, you know, bottom line is like, there's just not as much opportunity. <laughs> there's just not as many resources. And so their thinking was, hey, if we can find a way to just get him some of the resources that we had, he's got all the energy and passion and chutzpah to, to, to be a rock star entrepreneur. But we just got to get him the resources. So they just started doing that. But then they kind of figured, hey, we could help more people like this guy and we could help him even better if we'd kind of try to get a, a structure around this and get a business that was feeding into this so that's how they started mission belt they made these really awesome belts that had a unique business play in and of itself and that's really important right their business was solid on its own those belts alone had a strong market okay i mean they had a unique advantage they had a unique system belts that zip into place and fit you every time I mean, that's a unique business Okay, they were solving a unique business problem for people, guys like me, who could never get their belts to fit. Okay, they're solving a problem for us. So it's a great business in and of itself, which we're going to talk more about that later. You got to have that first and foremost, a good, sustainable business. So they started that business, launched Mission Belt, did good with it. But from day one as well, they wanted this business to be about empowering entrepreneurs like that guy they met in Honduras. So for every belt they sell, they donate a dollar to Kiva. Now, Kiva, if you haven't heard of them before, Kiva is one of the biggest micro-lending organizations in the world. In other words, they give small micro-loans to aspiring entrepreneurs in the developing world. And for those entrepreneurs, a loan of like $50 to $100 can be the difference between them being in business for themselves and changing their future and them just continuing to work a job where they're making a buck a day and, and that's it and they can never get ahead. That's all the difference in the world for a lot of folks in the world. Okay, so Kiva is an amazing organization in and of itself. Mission Belt is really fueling a lot of that mission. Now, point there is that Mission Belt started with that why. They wanted to empower those entrepreneurs. And they were going to give a dollar of every belt sale to do it. And by the way, a dollar of a belt sale, their margins aren't very big on belts. So a dollar is a large chunk of their profit margin. So that's one of the examples, one of the great examples of how a why can really be woven into a brand. A sword and plow. 
We talked about them on last week's episode. Sword and Plow sells these really awesome bags, wallets, different kinds of, of, of crafted gear like that that they make out of military fabric, repurposed military canvas. They hire a lot of military vets. They, they work with veteran suppliers, that kind of thing. Why are they doing that? Well, because the two founders are West Point grads who are also active military and believe in bridging the military-civilian gap. I mean, you don't have to go very far to really sniff out that their why is pretty freaking genuine. Um, and by the way, they could definitely go to some suppliers and probably pay less and increase their margins and still put out, you know, a similar product, but their why is very important to them. And so they're sticking with their suppliers and they're sticking with these core communities that they want to serve. And I believe that, and as we go into the data around social entrepreneurship, you'll see that that kind of behavior makes good business sense anyway, because they're going to be in business much longer. They're going to have much more loyal customers, that kind of thing for sticking to their why, but we'll get into that in a later episode. But bottom line for now is it's pretty easy to see with sword and plow where their why is. You know, Live and Give, Live, excuse me, Live the Give is the sponsor of our show. I talked about him at the beginning, makes those, those shirts, that line of clothes that I really like, right? Well, she was a teacher. <laughs> and then she went to the developing world and saw that students didn't have the same opportunity as her students. So she created a company to help with that. Oh, and by the way, it's a great business too, because they make these great, simple, good-fitting clothes that are also RAP certified that I know because it's important to me and it's important to a lot of millennial consumers I know these clothes are made in socially conscious facilities, and that's important, and that's important in Najat. And so her why, I mean, it's, it's, it's a clear path for me, right, from her why to her brand, okay? And that's the way it needs to be for you, and that's why you need to start with your why. So I'm sure you're probably asking right now, okay, Josh, but how do I start with why? <laughs> well, I'm going to answer that for you. So a couple things. Well, really, it's only one thing. I mean, it's pretty simple, actually, how you figure out your why. Your why, I'm convinced, everyone's why starts with their aha moment. And you know what that is, even if you don't think you know what that is. You know what it is. It's that moment in your life where you just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was some kind of a social issue, some kind of a thing that just pissed you off that you wanted to dramatically change. That's your aha moment. And that is the seed of your why. Your why is about taking that moment, that story, that event in your life, and really shaping that into a brand. Now, so that's the seed of your why. Let's talk about an example there. In last week's episode, I talked about yellow leaf hammocks. I talked about its founder, Joe who, when he was in Thailand, and if I messed it up last week, I'm messing it up again this week. I think it was Thailand. He was going there as a surfer bum just to surf. He got there, liked the surfing, but then he had his aha moment where he's like, there's, there's more to this country I need to see. And so he went out into the center of the country, 20 hours overland to get to the center of the country, found that community of weavers that were making those beautiful hammocks, and that was his aha moment. When he saw that there was something more to that country and more to his life, than just being a surf bum. And his why has been about telling that story and weaving it into his brand ever since. So, you know, that's really it. What is your aha moment? What is that seed of your why? Find it, dig into it, and water it. Let it grow. Nurture it. And weave all of that into the fabric of your brand. Now, I'm not saying we'll all have a moment as profound as the one that Joe did, but sometimes it can be just little seeds of moments. I mean, for me, 
It was when I served as an AmeriCorps member in 2003. AmeriCorps is like a domestic peace corps. But basically, I was working in the urban core in Cleveland, one of the poorest cities in the U.S., and I just had these lots of seeds of moments where I, you know, I was working in schools. I saw kids that had, that just lacked so many of the opportunities I had. Um, I saw communities that were falling apart. I mean, all of these seeds shaped my belief that we needed to create ventures that really transformed the world and, and grew and helped people, right? Th those were the seeds of my why. So look for things like that in your life and start to water those seeds and grow that into your why. Now, the last example I want to leave you with uh, of a why is one of my favorite companies nowadays um, called Warby Parker. Now, Warby Parker, their founder had been the executive director of an organization called Vision Spring for a long time. And Vision Spring is focused on getting eyeglasses into some of the most remote corners of the globe uh, by empowering little micro entrepreneurs in those communities. Okay. So he, he le came from Vision Spring and founded Warby Parker and wanted to disrupt the eyeglass industry, wanted to disrupt, uh, eyeglasses were very expensive, it was dominated, monopolized by just a few companies. He wanted to transform that, create a, a great and simple way for people to order glasses, get a free trial online, try you know five free glasses, check them out, do this all online, all via mail, that kind of thing, and make the glasses buying process fun and easy and create a lot of stylish glasses in the process. Well, fast forward to today, and Warby Parker is one of the biggest, most well-respected companies in the world today, and they're social entrepreneurs, because for every pair of glasses they sell, the majority of that goes right, or the, the majority, or I shouldn't say the majority of it, but a, a, a chunk of their profits goes back to Vision Spring, such that for every pair of glasses they sell, they are essentially able to empower a micro-entrepreneur selling glasses in another developing country, where you know getting glasses and vision exams and that kind of thing have been very hard to come by. Right. But it all comes back to where the founder of the company started his nonprofit career as executive director of Vision Spring. OK, so that is one of the most well-known, most recognized social entrepreneurs in our space today. And they have that very clear path to their why. Social entrepreneurs start with why, folks. Find the seed of your why. Water it. Nurture it. Grow it. That's what I got for you today. I think that this is so important that if you have questions on how to craft your why, email me. I'm Josh at socialchangenation.com. Just email me. Ask me what questions you have around crafting your why because it's so vital that you have it and then weave it into your brand. So vital, folks. I'll leave you with that today. Just remember that our sponsor for today's show was Live the Give. Simple, great-fitting clothes that are also wrap certified so you know they're made in socially conscious spaces. Live the Give. I'll pop the link in the show notes. Take care, folks, and keep it real. Out and Change Nation.
Just like a way